To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now at Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 623.18. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Brian Peterson. He has more than 40 years' experience as a curator, critique, visual artist, musician, and arts administrator. Brian recently retired as the chief curator for the Jerry and Marguerite Linfus Mishnah Arts Museum in Philadelphia. Brian and I will be having a conversation about his latest book, I Give My Eyes. The book is both a spiritual autobiography and a story of healing. It is a reflection of faith, art, and his battle with Parkinson's. Good morning, Brian. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Fantastic. It is a pleasure to have you on the air with me. The last time you were on the show was in September 2011. We had a conversation about your beautiful book, The Blossoming of the World, a collection of essays and images. And now I'm very excited to talk about your latest book, I Give My Eyes. The book is truly exceptional in beauty and depth. Congratulations on its release. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Sure. I, I, I'll, I'll give you the, the Cliff Notes version. How's that? <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> Fantastic. You, otherwise, you've got to read my book. You know? <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I was actually, I grew up in the West. Um, I was born in Wyoming, uh, lived in, in, in Salt Lake City, uh, northern New Mexico, and also western Montana. Um, and um, I grew up uh, as, as a Westerner. Then I I I, um, I, 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 was, I went to college. I was studying music mostly at that time, and kind of general general philosophy and literature. And uh, I, I transferred to the University of Pennsylvania in um, 1974, and that sort of was a major decision in my life to set my life going in a certain direction, uh, because I moved to Philadelphia and um, after some troubles and difficulties, uh, eventually got my bachelor's degree in music, and then, then I, I wanted to get into to um, get some training in visual art and uh, photography in particular, because I've been doing it sort of on an amateur level before. And uh, so I, I, I went to graduate school in, at the University of Delaware in, in photography and got, got my MFA there. And, uh, and then I, I started to teach and, and um, get involved in administrative work and curatorial work and grant writing, et cetera. And um, that, so that sort of, uh, sort of set the course of my life more toward the visual art direction away from music. And eventually, through a series of uh, kind of interesting uh, intentions and accidents, uh, I, I, I ended up working at this uh, young, young, bird, growing museum. Or it wasn't actually a museum when I started; it was an art center called the James A. Mitchner Art Center, and eventually the James A. Mitchner Art Museum. And I worked there for 24 years, eventually becoming chief curator, and um, really, really was instrumental in helping the place to grow and. And, um, and and achieve its 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 uh, sort of um, status that it has now, 
and it was a real privilege in my life to be able to be part part of that growth process for an institution. It was an unusual thing, sort of moment in my life. Anyway, then then I retired um, about four and a half years ago now, and and have been having the best time of my life you know, as a retired person. <laughs> I, I look back and I say, how how did I do that all those years? I'm, I, 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 I I don't know how I did, it, but but I've been just having a wonderful time rediscovering my creativity and. Um, uh, I've, I've been uh, making pictures and writing stuff, writing books and, and, or, or a book, and also getting involved in the vi- videography. I've, I've, I've learned a, a, one of the one of the sort of complicated video softwares, and I've been having a, lot, a great time with that as well. So um, I, I guess that's a, a very quick uh, int- introduction. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of detail left out there, you know. But uh, <laughs> I guess that's sort of the high, high, the high points or something, something like that to start anyway. So wonderful, wonderful. How did you discover you like photography? Well, I, you know, I, my my early training is in music, Johnny, and um, mm-hmm. that was my first love, and uh, and so photography was really secondary. Um, but mm-hmm. I, one of my music teachers um, had gotten interested in photography, uh, and there, there was a, a wonderful um, photographer also at at the university there, University of Montana, named Lee Nye, who who was uh, also one of my teachers, and. And uh, those two guys um, sort of introduced me to the idea that photography could be a serious art form that that that, that one could pursue with 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 passion and discipline and and skill. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I think I made my first print uh, something like 50 years ago. Now <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> 1968, I think it was in in, um, in the in the dark room of a friend of mine who was also one of my teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I, 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 that was sort of how I got going. And then uh, when I came to Philadelphia. Of course, I was still involved in music then, and uh, mm-hmm. but but I, as I said, I, I I felt I needed to get some some serious training in photography, and I and I ended up going to to grad school in photography. But, but uh, that, that, in a way, that's not a good answer to answer to your question. Um, <laughs> really, really, I, I find that with photography, let's put it this way, photography uh, it puts me in contact with stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. Photography, mm-hmm. it's it's a very tactile medium. You you've got to recording um light bouncing off of objects in in the world and so it's a, to, to to do that you have to be in, in, you know near nearby those objects you know obviously <laughs> so so uh so the the, the, the uh, photography um in in one sense was 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 just a way for me to to form relationships with with things in the world that that that, that are beautiful to me that that appeal to me mm-hmm. for one reason or another so mm-hmm. so i guess yeah you asked how i got involved in it that that would be a one 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 sort of sort of uh, simple simple answer to it anyway so Wonderful. The reason why I ask that question because you're obviously extremely creative. Music is about rhythmic of life, but photography is having that sort of a different kind of angle at looking at things. You look at things from a different perspective. I guess that's what I'm alluding to. Well, I would say that, that photography and music have some some deep connections that are not 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 sort of obvious at the first glance, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least the way I I I, I practiced it um, or practice it, um, you know, music as you say is is rhythmic. It, it involves line and 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 and, um, and form with 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 within within a span of time. Mm-hmm. Photography is is also rhythmic in the sense that you know you take a picture of a, of a clump of grass and you've got got lines and you know that, that are that are that are rhythmically spaced. Um, in, 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 with, in, with there's a rhythm to them. In other words, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying that, that that the rhythm of music and the rhythm of photography. Are are not unrelated. I, I found, and, I, and for many years I was I was not doing music, and 
I found myself to be a sort of frustrated composer while I was <laughs> practicing photography because there's, there's, some, there's, these, there's sort of deep, deeper connections between the two mediums that, that were fascinating to explore. So, Very interesting. So when did writing come into the picture? Well, that's a good question. Uh, part, part, of course, I, 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 just, just to get a bachelor's degree or, or a master's degree, you need, you need to do some writing. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned initially how to write in college, but... Then I discovered that the, the kind of writing I was taught in college, basically no one wants to read. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's dry, dry as dirt, and 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 uh, and really, it's it's not really it's not truly good writing. And so well, I, I learned that that um, there's a whole other way to write, mm-hmm. which is you know um, real writing, which is it's, it's entertaining but also has substance and and there's a skill to it. You have there's an opening line that will draw people in. And, there's there's a there's a, a movement of, of of ideas from one place to another, and there's a, there's a structure to it, and there's there's opportunities for humor and anyway, so I found I had to unlearn much of what I was taught in college about writing, and uh, I, I sort of cut my teeth um, initially writing photography reviews for some local uh, weeklies and papers in Center City, Philadelphia, and uh, kind of graduated. I did did some freelance writing for for Newspapers like the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Los Angeles Times, and um, then um, and I had this 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 urge, I for, uh, which is hard to explain exactly, to to go deeper with writing, um, which mm-hmm. began to happen maybe ten twelve years ago. I do think actually it was related to the Parkinson's diagnosis, which is eleven years ago now. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, I, there, there's something about that 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 nasty blow that, that fate yeah de- de- dealt 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 me or dealt deals one. That, that 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 causes one to think. Not that, not that I wasn't a serious person before that, but you, you just realize that you know you t- your time is limited, and 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 what do you what do you really have to say? What what what, what do you really mm-hmm. want to leave behind? What, what what is your gift in a sense to the world? And so the, the first the first um, sort of memoir type book I wrote was called The Smile at the Heart of Things, and that, that, at that point with you know with the illness initially, no one can really tell you. How long you have? They have to observe it for two or three years before they can really, really, um, you know, die sort of effectively fully diagnose it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for for a person like me, I mean, my 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 grandmother lived to be ninety six, and my my dad was ninety two, and <laughs> you know, I I just assumed that I would have this lovely, you know, um, smooth sailing and then die die in my sleep or something, you know. So, <laughs> sort of what happened to my dad. But but um, that that so so the Parkinson's diagnosis. Really threw me for a loop, and um, mm-hmm. so I, the first book came out of that that sort of um, what's what sort of um, struggle in my life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as the the other two, I wrote another one, and um, the, the, the most recent one, um, I think, is sort of from a different point of view. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I decided to write it as if the others didn't exist, um, mm-hmm. because I, I just needed I needed to just approach the problem. With, a, you know, with, complete, with fresh eyes, you might say, right. and um, so, uh, the, the, so the, the, the new one is kind of my my attempt, in a way, to to just just to to, to get out what what I believe, what what I care about, what what were the experiences in my life that, that were formative, that that led me to to being able to do the things I did, and and um, it, it's it's a, it's more of a, of a I wouldn't say it's a farewell exactly, but. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to write another one, frankly, <laughs> because it's too much, too much, too much work. It's right. I, I don't have the energy for it anymore. So, uh, 
Anyway, I guess that sort of, sort of answers your question. What I enjoyed about it, of course, I'm not familiar with the other books that you wrote, with exception of the blossoming of the world. Right. What I notice is that it's sort of a evolution in the way you write, and this book is very personal. It's yeah. about you. That is sort of a transformational writing, I guess, would be the best word to express it. So how does one get into that situation where I'm putting it all in words, and beautifully, I might add? Well, I, I think uh, what comes to mind is a wonderful, wonderful writer named Ursula K. Le Guin, who died died recently, unfortunately, but she, she's a science was a science fiction writer. But she was the the author of some of the most beautiful prose I've ever read, and I suppose I, I, has really been a kind of a, of a of a hero or heroine in a sense for me as a writer. And she she there's a wonderful quote that I ran into from her where she says, the the the, the artist or the writer who goes most deeply into oneself is the one who has the best chance of touching others. Um, and and that often there's a journey involved of sort of self-exploration. And um, I, I actually, it's oddly enough, Johnny, I, I found that to be true. Um, parts of the book that I write that I'm, I'm most concerned that people will misunderstand or somehow think I'm crazy or whatever, you know. And I, I, honestly, those are the parts I seem to get the most response to sometimes, you know. So so it's 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 tricky. I mean, uh, but... but uh, uh, I, I guess I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I answered your question um, properly. Yes, but, you did. But, but that, that's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you did. Because it's a difficult situation to talk about oneself, and especially in a situation that truly affects us. And what's interesting about it, it's fluid. We talk about something that's fluid. Of course, there are certain things. Uh, history, obviously, is sort of static in a way. But the future is fluid. The present is fluid. Right, right. Um, well, uh, fluidity, uh, you know, what, what mm-hmm. comes to mind with that is, is the idea that the, the, the situation one finds oneself in with, with an illness like Parkinson's is that, that life becomes very fluid. And mm-hmm. you, you, the symptoms change from day to day, and um, you, you're never quite sure what, what the day is going to be like. You, you end up taking lots of drugs, which, which have strange effects on, on one's personality that they can anyway I mean so one of the drugs for example uh, is is known to cause people to experience um, obsessive compulsive uh, uh, mm-hmm. behavior and, and before they knew about this it was very tragic there were people where people were going to you know they had sexual addictions and gambling addictions mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, the, the, uh, people were, were doing strange things like like piling objects into piles in their houses and then unpiling them, you know, over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is that the drugs themselves are are, are brain-changing drugs, and so right, you're never quite right. sure what, whether when, when when you're saying something or seeing something or doing something, is that me talking or me, me seeing it, or, or is it is the drug somehow somehow influencing me? You know, right, it kind of tends right, to mess with right. your, your sense of sense of reality. So um, mm-hmm. that that becomes a challenge, but I find also that. As I kind of mentioned before, uh, the, the illness has a way of focusing the mind. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the, it's not that, that I wasn't focused before, but uh, no, just 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 the, the, the strange uh, changes that the illness brings on one's one's mindset, and just just a sense of mortality. I mean, you know, you know, if, if, if ever I was going to um, try to delude myself that, that I'm not mortal, you know. <laughs> 
Right. That I'm somehow, somehow, you know, um, not subject to the, to, the, to the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, as, as the saying goes. Well, the, this disease will come up and, and kick you where it, where it hurts, you know, and, and it will remind mm-hmm. you. Forcibly mm-hmm. every day that, that, that you, you you you're not you're not exempt from 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 the the the, the, the realities of life, and um, so so that, that's an odd, in an odd way a kind of gift um, because mm-hmm. because it, it, it makes you get a sense of seriousness about life, but also a sense that every second you have here is precious, and and it's worth fighting for, um, you know because you know I I'll tell you I, I had an experience on uh, my wife and I were flying to. Uh, North Carolina, um, and uh, uh, because that's where our grandkids are, and I was kind of in a bad mood, feeling sorry for myself because getting on an airplane nowadays is, is rather difficult for me. So, mm-hmm. so I was, I was kind of grumpy, and, and then I kind of got to thinking, uh, like, wait a minute. Um, instead of thinking about what I don't have anymore, think about what I what I do have. You know, so I, I sort of I started looking around at me, and I saw the light hitting the, the chair in front of me on the airplane. And it was it was beautiful. Uh, you know, and I saw, I saw the my wife's hands as she was she was turning a book, pages of a book, and, and they, were, they were gorgeous. I took some pictures of it. Yeah, so I mean, so so it's, so the illness tends to well, on the one hand, it takes things away. Uh, it, 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 it reminds you of, of, of what what you have, and it reminds you it reminds you how how beautiful the world is, and how much it's, it's important to to be open to it, to, to that beauty. So it, it's a mixed bag, I would say. Um, but uh, but but but. It, 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 it does it does create a sense of fluidity about about one's life that is it's not always easy to to deal with <laughs> put it that way so you put it beautifully because that's what i wanted to hear in terms of how you were able to adjust it's interesting because you are looking through the lens of what you have always used to but now you are picking up objects that otherwise before may have been in the background rather than the foreground, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Well, uh, yeah, you, you, you just, you, you, you have being, being open to things sometimes that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that I was not, not open to before. And, um, you know, that, but there's no, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it seem, um, seem like a, like it's a picnic or something either. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I understand uh, that. I understand that. Yeah. There, 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 sometimes there's this, this, this sort of, I'm the person, I'm nobly suffering, suffering from an illness, you know, and sure. and uh, and isn't that isn't that wonderful? Aren't I wonderful? And you know, it's it's not it's not easy. I mean, right. the, the gradual loss of one's ability to do to to, uh, to do things is 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 painful and difficult, and you have to learn to adjust to it and, and grieve for it, and then move on. I totally understand. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Brian Peterson. He has more than 40 years' experience as a curator, critique, visual artist, musician, and art administrator. Brian recently retired as the chief curator for the Missioner Art Museum in Philadelphia. We're having a conversation about his latest book, I Give My Eyes, the book is both a spiritual autobiography and a story of healing. It is a reflection of faith on and his battle with Parkinson's. So, Brian, why did you decide to write I Give My Eyes? Well, um, I'll give you a kind of oblique answer to that, or, or a t- <laughs> what seems a tangential answer to your question. Um, <laughs> it's actually, it's got, you know, my, my, in, our, in our house where my wife and I used to live, um, there was a gorgeous old a- apple tree in, in the backyard, mm-hmm. and um, 
we we, we loved that tree. It, it was kind of all twisty and and uh, and and you know rough, and um, it had had holes in the bark and bugs in it. And but but every year, without without fail, it would produce a whole whole crop of apples. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I, I uh, in a way that's that's like being an artist. You know. I mean, you, you don't know why you do it. You, you, there's a, there's a, something in you that that says make make these things, you know. And uh, yeah, right. the apple tree couldn't explain exactly why. It doesn't, it doesn't. There's no inspiration for the apple tree making the apples, you know. <laughs> it's just how it's how it's wired, you know. It's how how, it, how, right. how it's made. And um, but that that's that's in in a way a kind of a uh, an unsatisfying, but 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 perhaps a start of an answer to your question. Um, the, the 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 inspiration you might say for the book. Um, Mm-hmm. Was just really um, uh, a sense that, I, that my time was limited, uh, and my, my my functional time was limited, and, 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 and uh, in a way, it was similar to the first book. All all the books I've written, what what mm-hmm. do I have to say? What do I have to offer? Um, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you another quick story. Um, yeah. When I studied was studying music, uh, I, I, I was living in, a, in one sort of a one bedroom apartment in, in a town, section of Philadelphia called Germantown. I took the train into school every day, and it was tiring and exhausting. And I'd get home, and I had a job at the time also. And I was, I'd get home to my little apartment, and I was tired and feeling kind of depressed and low. And uh, but I had this beat up old old piano in my in my in my in my in my, in my house, my, my apartment. And I'd sit down at the apartment and at the piano, and, and I'd play like a Bach prelude and fugue, and one one or two of them, and I'd feel this wonderful. Wisdom and energy and life and love uh, and, and creativity sort of flowing up from, from the keys into, into my into my fingers and into into my soul, and I, I was so always so grateful for that, for the work of artists uh, who are poets, painters, um, musicians, etc. Who who I, who I loved and, and who 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 fed me, who nourished my soul, and and at a certain point I thought, well, maybe maybe there's something you know if, if I could be so bold. As to say, as to say that maybe there's something I have to offer also that I, that I could give. In other words, as as as, one, as you've been given to, so so you want to give, you know, that sort of thing. And so I think that in a in a way is the the kind of the reason or the inspiration or the hope that that, mm-hmm. that um, because at this point, honestly, fame and career and money and those kind of things they they, they mean very little to me. Mm-hmm. What really matters is sort of what you and I are doing now, which is to, to talk and, and connect. And, and right. the, the book, the book is, a, is, is, a, is a means of, 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 um, of stimulating that. Right. And, uh, that, that's, that's the most, most enjoyable part of being an author, I find, is, is, is the connections that I form with, with people through, through, through my work. So. Wonderful. Anyway. How did you decide to come up with the contents and composition? Well, you know, you know that, 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 that I don't have a, I don't have a simple answer to that question. Uh, I, I think I think the basic the basic uh, basic idea of it was that I wanted to sort of integrate my life. Uh, I mean, ha- having the job I did for all those years was was a very difficult thing, sort of spiritually and and, and emotionally and creatively, in, in the sense that it was a full time job, very demanding job. But I, but I, I I fought and struggled and. and and worked to 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 maintain my 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 creativity all throughout that time, and um, so um, so so I, 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 I but but I guess what I'm getting at is that to survive that 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 uh, mm-hmm. that period, I had to compartmentalize uh, big time. 
uh, I had to become one person on the, at, at, at the job and another person at home, and I had to sort of separate out parts of myself that that I could, couldn't really cultivate the way I wanted to, um, in, because of the, of the job. So, so I, I, I had lived this kind of compartmentalized life. But, but, but mm-hmm. all, this, all the creative, these creative things that, that happened, that, you know, there was there was my professional life, writing writing exhibition labels and, and, and exhibition scripts, and um, there was there was um, writing writing scholarly books and uh, yeah, I, I, all these different. There's music, there's music, there, there's you know, visual art, photography. Uh, all the all these things were sort of separated out from each other, and so so I wanted to write a to, to write a book that that, that included um, all, all these different parts of my life, but 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 somehow integrated them together, and I, and I finally just decided, well, if I, if I like it, if I if I wrote it, if I did it, and I like it, and, and it feels it feels um, solid and honest to me, then it probably deserves to be to be in there, you know. <laughs> so I, I didn't have a formula for it, but um, right. So. So, you, so you, there's a, quite a variety of, of, of writing in there. There's a, there's a book review that I wrote for for a professional journal. Uh, there's there's a couple of there's an obituary I wrote, I wrote for a dear right. friend, who, an art critic who, who who died some years a few years ago. Uh, there's also a sermon that I wrote for the, the, <laughs> the little Episcopal church that that, that we used to, we used to go to. And um, you know, and there there there's, there's things that are, you know, have to be described as spiritual autobiography, I guess. Um, so, so it's quite, quite a, quite, quite a stew, you might say, of different kinds of mm-hmm. writing, and my, my, my hope is that it will also kind of hang together, because it all came from me, right. one way or another, and so it's, it's filtered through, through, through the filter of, of, of me. So, so my hope is that, that even though the, 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 the kinds of writing are, are rather disparate, that, um, that, 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 it, that it still hangs together, uh, because, because it's. As I say, it's through, through, filtered through, through the eyes and, and, and soul of, 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 of Bry, you know. So. Right, 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 right. Well, it's beautifully put together, no doubt about it. In using your words, in terms of when you talk about music and you talk about writing and you talk about photography, there's a rhythm to it. And certainly this book is a reflection of the Ripnik movement within you, through your mm-hmm. eyes and the things that you feel that just added so much texture to the book. Like you had mentioned earlier, it grabbed someone. And to really give a wonderful picture, sort of that big, huge picture, right? And then you have snapshots of moments of Brian. Yes, right, right. Yeah, I think that, that that's that's all correct. I there's 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 some some of the writing is 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 let's put it this way one thing I've learned over the years of being a, a serious mm-hmm. writer is that that if you can say it in a story you're better off rather than some <laughs> kind of essay or something like that right I mean, um, like like they take blossoming of the world the, the previous book I, I did a whole long essay on on the the, the first um, uh, verse of the Gospel of John the, the famous mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning it was the word. And the word was with God, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and I, I worked so hard on that darn thing. I thought I nailed it. You know, I really got this baby together, and I really, really hit, hit the mark with that thing. And but nobody read it. I got the most response in that book from uh, the essay or the story that I wrote about when, the, when my brother and my, myself had mm-hmm. had uh, two weeks to move my parents out of their house in the middle of the, of the winter in, in Missoula, Missoula, Montana. Because mm-hmm. my mom was getting well into into uh, dementia, and my dad yeah. couldn't take care of her anymore. You know, 
Mm-hmm. And that, that mm-hmm. the, so the story of that of that, that moment in my life, which was very very difficult moment, of course, as you might imagine, it, it's that kind of story that's very personal. That, but there are a few people who can't relate to that in some way because we all go through that. You know, we right. as, 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 care, as, care, as caretakers of our parents, and eventually ourselves. We we, we you know we, we go through mm-hmm. that. Uh, as, as, as our time to to check out. You know, gets closer and closer. So so sure. uh, so I guess so. Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is that. The 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 the, 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 the I've, I've tried with the, this latest book to to mostly have stories, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and even mm-hmm. even if it's sort of not a story like a sermon or a or a <laughs> book review, I, I include yes. story story like elements in in it, because mm-hmm. you know pe- people mm-hmm. like stories. We all we all love stories. It, it's it's just just more it's more fun you know to, right, to read stories right. than, than somebody flogging away at a at, at an essay you know so right anyway. right so true well. Their stories and their stories. People want real stories, stories from the heart, stories that the true experience of life and living. And certainly right. this book does a lot of it because it's a wonderful, like I say again, snapshots of at different times in your life, meaningful ones, something that's uniquely memorable that touches you in so many special ways. And I think people tend to appreciate that because in living in many ways, as John Q. Public out here, sometimes we tend to f- take things for granted. We're yes. not focused on the moment. We always tend to think about the future, reminisce about the past, and unfortunately reminiscing the bad stuff of the past, <laughs> yes, <laughs> more so right. than the good stuff. So that's the, I, the I, difference, I guess. I think we're also sometimes uh, afraid of, of feeling, uh, afraid, afraid of the painful parts of life. And and right. We can tend to wall, wall wall ourselves off from those things, and and if we, we do that at our own peril, emotionally mm-hmm. and psychologically and spiritually, because you can't you can't have you really experience I don't believe the, the joy and, and beauty in life without without really being willing to 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 be open equally to to the, to the tough stuff. Right. And, right. Um, right. Uh, I, I I heard a, a, another memoirist uh, interviewed once on the radio and. And mm-hmm. this person said said, well, well, if if you if you if you just experience something, and, mm-hmm. and you're really feeling it, you know, you, you should write another book first, and 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 get some distance on the feeling before you write about it. And I find that it's just for me personally, it just does not work. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the exact opposite of that. That it, that it's 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 an in, uh, an intense feeling about something. Is that that's where I go to, go to when I when I'm when I'm writing. And uh, I, I try, and I trust that feeling, and I, and I try to explore it. You, you use the writing process to 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 make it concrete, in a sense, in, in the words. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, mm-hmm. so it, the, the, the feel, if the feeling is not there, then then, then I'm, I'm not I'm really not able to write very well. So um, so in other words, for me, it starts with, with with an intense feeling about something, which which I then want to I want to explore and, and share and flesh out a bit, and um, and uh, and that, that's that's how the that's how the the, the 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 sort of magic happens sometimes, where, which is not to say that it's always magic, but once in a while you get onto something and it just flows out. But, right. but a lot of times right. you got to scratch, scratch and claw and 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 you know, and re, right. re, 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 right. rewrite and re-edit and, and, and work work your your tail off, you know, to to get it to get it to happen. But but um, it's it's that, it's that sense of being being rooted in, in deeply in one's feelings about about things that for me is 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 the key. And maybe that's because I lead a kind of intellectual life. Otherwise, you know, I mean, being a curator and all that, I, I tend to people mm-hmm. people want me to be, have deep thoughts about things, you know. But <laughs> it's really those, just those simple, simple feelings about 
you know, having to move one's parents out of, out of their house that they've lived right. in for 45 years. And then you notice the details, like um, like my, my dad uh, always planted uh, 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 tomatoes in, in his green, little greenhouse he had. Well, well, this is the middle of winter, and we were moving them out of their house, and one day my brother came to me with this look on his face, and he had discovered Dad's tomato seeds for the next year. You know, mm-hmm. he, he'd, he'd already bought his tomato seeds to, to plant. You know, and, and but we were moving them out of their house. So those kind of lovely, those kind of details that, that, that give a sense of of, 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 of the loss. You know, the, the tragedy of those situations right. are, are really important for, for good writing, I, I believe. So. So true. Well, Brian, that's living. That's real life situation. In many ways, this is interesting because it's photography at its best in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also it's, writing. I mean, you know, right. at least the kind of writing that I that I do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, it's it, in a way, writing is a, is a, is an effort for me to stay in touch with who I am, and and, mm-hmm. and, to, and to explore that and, and deepen that experience as best I can, and 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 to grow. I mean, to to what 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 is life without growth? I mean. Right. You know, to, to me, you're either growing and, and learning, or or or, or you're you're, you're, go, you're going the opposite direction. There's so no true. stasis, and, you know. So, so you're true. either planting seeds in your garden and and watching them watching them sprout and learning, or else or else you're, you're gradually slowly dying. In, in a so true. Sense, in a soul sense, you know. That's true. Well, it's leaving something for the future generations in some ways. See, if you're planting, it doesn't matter that you have to rip everything off because as it grows, somebody else is going to benefit from it too as well. You use photography to enhance those thoughtful pieces in I Give My Eyes. Please tell us about that. Well, uh, I want to first give credit to my designer, Sherilyn Coolidge, who uh, she and I worked together on a number of projects and and I've learned to have a wonderful rapport with her and she's a, an unusual designer in the sense that she actually reads the book, you know, <laughs> and, and doesn't doesn't just have formulas for for how to design a book. And and uh, she, she, she I, many of those decisions, not all of them, of course, but but a number mm-hmm. of those decisions about what photograph to to include were, were my designers. And um, and and I, I I came to trust her judgment. I mean, one or two of them I questioned. I, I said to her, well, why, mm-hmm. why don't you put that one there? And and um, she said, well, I, 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 there was this reason and that reason. I, I thought well, that, that's pretty good. I, I, you know, I found it was good to. I think that the decisions are better and more, more, more um, fresh and alive in, in terms mm-hmm. of what photographs to use, because I, I, I let her um, have a fair amount of input in it. Um, and um, but also, you know, there, there are situations where uh, there, there's a clear and obvious re- reference between, with, some, uh, with a picture and something in the text nearby. Mm-hmm. Often they're there as sort of sort of breathers, you know. You, I mean, you 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 you're reading a book, you're reading some powerful and disturbing story, like about the death of my mother, or, or the, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of death and dying in this book. And it's, it's nice to have a, have a little respite, you know, of something, right, something right. beautiful to, to look at. And that's so I think we saw them that way as sort of spacers, uh, things to give a person a chance to to, to shift gears and, and mm-hmm. look look at something. A visual instead of instead of something you know um, um, literary or story story and a story and and so so the, we we tried to create create a a rhythm of of, of that kind of um, mm-hmm. uh, on again off again uh, uh, idea with the, with the pictures. Fantastic. Let's talk about some of the components in the book. I really like the prologue 
got mm-hmm. tongues. Please share that with us. Uh, first of all, I, I, it's sort of humorous the the, 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 the prologue. <laughs> um, I, I, and I, I didn't because there's so much heavy stuff that comes later. Right. I started start banging away on it. You know, like, like here's a big, heavy, deep book you're going to be reading, and, and uh, get ready for for, for for because it's going to be really tough. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to sort of establish a, a kind of friendship with with the, with the reader initially, and, and so I thought one way to do that was well, just just be open and say, look, I, I, I'm this really kind of religious, spiritual kind of guy. I, and I, I think the opening line is something about. Um, um, you know, I, I used to talk to God. I mean, I used to talk, or talk to the Son as if it was God, and and uh, I'd ask it questions, and sometimes even I even got answers. And then I sort of say, well, well, so so are you are you sure you want to read this book? <laughs> because this, this, this guy sounds like he's certifiably insane, you know. Uh, and um, who I mean, who talks to God? I mean, except I mean, uh, uh, well, my mother Teresa or what? You know. Uh, I mean, but but I, but I wanted to sort of, in, in a sense. Be self, um, sort of, sort of laugh at myself a little bit there, and mm-hmm. and uh, but as, as as a way of, of, of also telling people that this is going to be a, a sort of spiritual book, uh, so 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 if, so batten down the hatches and that's what it's going to be. But then I get into to a sort of a riff about about um, about um, you know uh, be, being a kind of a, a person who, who makes books and writes mm-hmm. books and design, has been involved in books for, for many, many years, but I don't read them that much, you know. And <laughs> so I, I have this sort of riff on literary guilt and people who uh, who, who, who buy, buy a book or are given a book and they don't read it, but, but then, they, 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 then they buy more copies and give it to their friends, you know. And, uh, so there's this, again, involved. But, 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 the, but the, the whole whole idea of it really is to, to eventually set up the idea that this book is what I call a guilt-free zone, <laughs> meaning you don't have to read it if you don't want to. Uh, you don't have to read it from cover to cover to cover. You can pick it up, uh, you know, for for a couple for, for a couple sessions and read it, read one thing and put it put it away for a month. There, there's there's no there's no right way to do it. And but the main thing is just just to form a relationship and, and with it and hopefully be fed by it in the same way that I was talking about, you know, playing a Bach fugue would. But feed me, not not that I'm putting myself at that level. Trust me. Right. But but, right. but you know, but 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 um, but but there there is that quality about art that is really important, really powerful, and often in the academic environment, people tend to tend to forget that that you know it's it's not about necessarily about about all all the fancy intellectual um, cognition cogitating about art that really matters right. ultimately. It's that does it stir you? Does it excite you? Is 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 it beautiful? However, you define beauty. Uh, does it change your life in some way? Does it make you right. see the world differently? And that, that that kind of thinking is what I really wanted to set up, uh, the, the, the prepare for in a sense, um, by by writing that, that prologue as I did. So. Well, you did so, a wonderful job with that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's partly tongue in cheek and, and partly partly uh, very serious at the same time, I guess you could say. So. Right. You are listening to from my mama's kitchen talk radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. My guest is Brian Peterson. He has more than 40 years' experience as a curator, critique, visual artist, musician, and arts administrator. Brian recently retired as the chief curator for the Mishnah Art Museum in Philadelphia. We are having a conversation about his latest book, I Give My Eyes. The book is both a spiritual autobiography and a story of healing. It is a reflection of faith, art, and his battle with Parkinson's. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. 
Brian, why is the conversation with John Weiss vital to you? Well, um, John John was a, my teacher in graduate school, and we later became very good friends. And um, John John uh, uh, had a, had a had a, had a, 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 a sort of a birth experience in, in with photography, which was really uh, I, I I think of it almost like it was you know St. Paul's Road to Damascus experience, mm-hmm. where, where he you know f- f- falls off a horse and is blind for three days, and and, and, and you know almost violent conversion process. Well, John um, was a was a was a, um, a baseball player, uh, and, which, and then he was, was worked worked as a kind of functionary in a bank and an insurance company. But he, he in, deep inside he he had a, a deep longing for 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 another kind of life, and, but he wasn't that aware of it. Um, so, but he had this experience uh, in Boston, where he went to an, a photography exhibition and and ran ran into a photograph that was very 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 powerful. And he, and he suddenly he like fainted <laughs> dead away, more or less. I mean, he, it affected him physiologically. Some some door opened in, in, inside of him, and and his, this this need for creativity and, and depth in his life just rushed out and literally kind of overwhelmed him physically. And um, so so that's why I get the sort of uh, road, road to Damascus uh, connection there. But but so so the conversation that that we had. Sort of looped its way around to to that whole idea of, of how, what is an art what is an artist's calling, and why 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 how does that manifest itself in, in a person's life, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 what what is the relationship between the artistic call and, and, and a spiritual call you know a, a religious call are, are in some sense are are they connected are, are are they two sides of the same coin or are are they, are they radically different I mean so the conversation. Uh, really revolved around that issue, which to me is a very important issue, and so that, that, that's basically why why I, I put it in the book. Put it in the book because I I, I thought that 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 whole issue of of the, the calling, the, the kind of spiritual calling to be an artist, is something that is not really talked about much nowadays. You know, it's it's not it's sort of right. almost considered outré to to talk about art in, in that way. Uh, you know, it's it's more of a kind of you know, often art, art nowadays has a political purpose, or, or it, it's it's meant to to change the world directly in some way, and, mm-hmm. and often the, 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 there's another way to to go about it. And and um, anyway, so that's 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 why I put it in there because um, um, there there was I, I wanted to sort of let people know that it's okay, you know. To, to have a yeah. spiritual life and, and and be an artist, and that the two can be connected in some way. Um, that, so, so that's, that's that's sort of sort of what what what, what it's about. That, that in, in summary, the right, conversation. Right. Right. Very interesting. How about Edward Sozensky? How did he contribute to your life? Well, Ed, Ed, of course, if you're from Philadelphia, you know, in, in the cultural life of Philadelphia. For, for I guess thirty thirty some thirty some years he he was the, the the principal art critic for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and um, our, our lives crossed many times. But but Ed was so uh, passionate about ethics, and uh, I, and uh, as I was, that, that we, mm-hmm. we, we we Ed would not did not want to talk to curators, you know, because <laughs> unless he had to, because there's always this sense the, the sense that the curator wants to influence with what the critic's going to say. So, so I, I saw this. I saw this in action with him many times, and so for probably a couple of decades, he was he would cover my stuff that I did at the museum and, my, and also my own work. 
and I would avoid him like the plague because he, he, he's, he's very very sensitive to to um, to, to any any kind of uh, un, 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 unethical influence. And but finally, um, you know, when I did the first book, uh, the first memoir book, you know, um, Smile, uh, about the heart of things. Uh, Ed, Ed had to, he interviewed me then for for a piece he did in the paper about the book, and we we discovered that we had a, a lot in common, and and um, and uh, we, we 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 became friends after that, and and sadly the, sadly he died. Um, he, I, I, was, I just retired, and we we were looking forward to spending some time on my on my back porch and and uh, getting to know each other, and and he had had heart issues, and and and, and, he, and he up and died on me, you know, so so so. Uh, he, but we, he, he was a, a kind of friendship, a friend that, that I, that I, I was not able to really fully explore, and I, I felt some regret about that. But, uh, the, but I, but I, but I, th- I think, uh, I think what, what I got from him was this, this absolutely ramrod, straight, um, mm-hmm. ethical, honest approach to, to life. He, 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 he could not be influenced in any possible way. way. He didn't care about about whether you know. Typically, art critics some they they love to make the scene, you know, and 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 right. be, be the important person. That that was not his his desire at all. And um, in fact, once once or twice we had lunch, and and he he always bought lunch <laughs> because uh, if if I bought lunch, there would be, be a, a sense a sense that somehow my my paying for it, he would owe me something, you know. So right, he, and and he, he was he was absolutely scrupulous about about it, and. I admired that tremendously, and um, so and so that that, that was the, the learning the, the, the importance and, and the, the the urgency of ethical behavior was was a, a kind of a gift that he gave me, and uh, so uh, and uh, but I, but his, I I didn't I did not get a chance to know him as well as I would have liked. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so so that that that, that, was, that was sort of how Ed was was important to me. The way I look at it is that he. Function as that beautiful salt and pepper that flavors your career at the right time, and may not necessarily, in this case, be at the personal side of the equation, but certainly as a professional, he certainly made a huge impact. Well, he he, he was very kind to me many many times, but but not always, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was, just because we knew each other, he was did not right. stop him from 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 saying what he thought. And, um, and he was a very good writer, and when he got on a roll, he, he could really, he could really <laughs> crank out crank out the, the the opinions about things. So, um, but but he he was someone who cared so deeply about about um, truth, and 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 um, right. and and also about about when someone makes a claim to be doing something, are they, are they really doing it, or you know, mm-hmm. or are they kind of doing it in, in, a, in a halfway? Manner and not really doing it with full commitment and with full full skill and and, and generosity. Right. So right. Uh, that th- that was his basic approach to writing, and I I thought it was it was it was it was, wonder- it was wonderful. Wonderful. How did Jan Lifus help you? Well, Jan Jan uh, is a person with uh, with with a very advanced multiple sclerosis, and through through a kind of ac- almost accident, um, he, he, uh, when I was working. He he was writing a column for a local uh, newspaper and on art, and he called called me up to uh, ask a question or two about about um, about uh, museum collections and that sort of thing. And um, of course, I, I had heard about him. I'd never met him before. I mean, I, I had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's at, at that point, and so I, I kind of I said, well, after we finished the conversation about about museum collections, I said, well, 
Jan, you know, we were sort of brothers in neurological disorders here because I, I have Parkinson's disease, and 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 he he said, wait, I, I said I I want to talk to you. So so of course he he he's was almost a complete quadriplegic. I mean, he had one functional mm-hmm. hand, but but a few days later he was sitting on the terrace of of the, of the museum, and we were we were talking, and he he became a kind of mentor um, um, to me in, in those early early months. Uh, where, in other words, where I, as I said, my my world was rocked big time, but with that diagnosis, mm-hmm. and and he helped to kind of kind of steady me, and 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 he he had this this phrase that he used: "There's always a way." Which I, I still keep as a, as a kind of motto or a kind of kind of aphorism, a meaningful aphorism. What, what he meant by that was, you know, don't give up. That, that if if you want to do something, there's always a way to make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and of course, eventually that that will run out on you. You know, but <laughs> but it, it's it's a mindset because a debilitating illness tends to to cause. Depression and uh, withdrawal from life, and and um, you know, kind of lethargy, and right. uh, and you, you stop stop wanting to do things. And and, and he he was a wonderful uh, mentor in that sense because I mean Jan Jan would um, he still does I think actually go goes to uh, goes to France. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a 500 pound wheelchair. You know that he has to wow. has to get get over to France. And but he says, well, they they know me at the Newark airport now, and and uh, you know <laughs> he. They, they, they need a they need a forklift to get his, his wheelchair on the plane, but 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 he he loves France and so he does it. And he finds a way to make it happen, and I think that mm-hmm. that's that's a wonderful uh, wonderful um, gift in a sense, or a wonderful uh, encouragement to, to to folks who who are suffering from from illnesses of various kinds, and particularly chronic illnesses like MS and, and Parkinson's, where you saying, don't give up on life. If you want to do something, there's, there's, there's always a way. There's always a way. If, if you want it badly enough, there's always a way. And so it's, it's encouraging a, a positive, um, you know, creative uh, approach to life, which I think is very important. And so that, that, that's, that's the, 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 the main message that I wanted to, to get out into the world through through Jan's Jan's contribution to the book, so which is a it's an email exchange we had to early on right after we met, met each other. So, well, thanks for sharing that wonderful story. The beauty of it is, it seems like everybody came in into your life at the right time. Gosh, you know, it's funny you say that, Johnny. It's uh, it, it, you're looking back on one's life; it, it almost seems that way. Uh, although, although you can't count on it, you know. I mean, like you can't, you can't say to yourself, "Well, I, I need somebody to mentor me in, in uh, now," or I need, I need someone to, to 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 manage my stock portfolio or something, you know. And, yeah. And the, yeah. Right, the right the right stock stock portfolio. It's not like that, but right. but but you're you're right with you when you say that. That sometimes it's it's odd how how when 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 one needs a certain a certain kind of help or influence or friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it tends to it tends to just sort of drift along in your direction if you, if you're open to it. Uh, right. Although it's possible to to not know what you need and then to miss it also, you know. So. Right. But, right. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're right about that. Well, let's talk about the ending of the book. I thought it was beautifully done. You use a couple of psalms as mm-hmm. sort of a wonderful reminder for us: Psalm 40 and Psalm 150. Tell yeah. us what do they mean to you. Well, uh, Psalm 40 is is a. Is, I, I read the I read the words of it, and it's 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 almost like a, a kind of a, a roadmap for my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll, I'll read the passage real quick. Is it, is it, is sure. Is it, is it, yes, uh, please. I, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the out of the out of the terrible pit out of the mire and clay and set my feet upon the rock and ordered my goings and he hath put a new song in my mouth even at a thanksgiving unto our our god many shall see it and rejoice and shall put their trust in the lord but what 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 i love about that is 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 being brought up out of, out of the mire and clay and set my feet upon the rock and bordered my goings. Now, my my early early life was was difficult emotionally. I, I had a lot of dues to pay, and um, but but I I, I but I, I kind of went through that process and that experience, and then and then a new song in my mouth. I mean, that, that's it's a beautiful metaphor for kind of what happened in my life of a rediscovery of my creativity in uh, mm-hmm. my late twenties and and uh, having just a wonderful, wonderful career and, and, and creativity and, 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 and a cornucopia, really, of, of life and, 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 and ability to give to, to life. And um, so that, that's, that's sort of like the new voice. And, 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 mm-hmm. and then, then what else can you do but, but say thank you? And that's right. sort of what, what, um, what Psalm 150 talks about, right. praise, uh, which, you know, Johnny, I mean, given the, the horrors of life, which are right. which are manifold and 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 and, and persistent and 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 defining of life in many ways, to to to, to say praise is 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 almost illogical. I mean, are you going to praise <laughs> praise the hurricane that kills kills ten thousand children, or are you going to praise the Holocaust, or you know, right. I mean, praise? How dare you praise? One might say the the, the horrors mm-hmm. of life. But 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 I I think ultimately for um, praise it is not it's not a denial of of, of the horrors but right. but it's it's a mindset it's an attitude of of gratitude and uh, with uh, gratefulness and and just 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 the joy of being alive which is like that experience on the airplane is seeing seeing the beautiful light and uh, looking out my window right now and I see flowers in our backyard and, and, and sunlight mm-hmm. and. It's, it's all that stuff is is such a gift, and it's so easy mm-hmm. to miss it if, if we approach it with with the, with the wrong mindset. So so to cultivate that gratitude and, and, and praise, and is, is an important thing I believe. And, and so so that's a, that's mm-hmm. what the, the Psalm one fifty is about, basically. So so true. How do you reconcile your Christian faith with your love for science? I know we all struggle from this because we tend to lean a lot of things on signs. And then we have this tremendous amount of faith. And for you, well, how you, do you reconcile that? This is not a problem for me, partly because mm-hmm. I, I grew up, my father was a scientist, a, a, a geologist. And I grew up in the West, and drive, driving around with my father on a family vacation was basically a running geological lecture uh, <laughs> of, 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 of what, what, what was going on with that, that layer of rock over there. That, that's the Precambrian <laughs> granite that goes back 800 million years, and that's that's the Permian there, and that's the Jurassic, and that's the, the Triassic, and I mean, mm-hmm. all, my, I grew up with this idea of time, uh, geological time, as part of my life. So you know, um, so so science was 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 very comfortable and familiar to me. And then, as, as my spiritual life grew, um, the, I just I just never see the two as, as separate. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. science needs religion, and religion needs science. I mean, you know, a, a faith or a religion that 
does not look uh, openly at uh, what science has given given us is is, is impoverished. I mean, to look at the look at the vastness of the universe, the the galaxies, right. the stars, and infinite spaces, and, and the beauty of it all. I mean, there there, there was a there was a Hubble Space Telescope uh, experiment happened some time back where they, they they focused the Hubble Space Telescope on a, on a part of the sky that they that seemed seemed empty, you know, a mm-hmm. little, little slice of sky. The, 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 no, they couldn't see anything in. They trained the, the telescope on that for some time, and they discovered like ten thousand galaxies, you know, <laughs> in, in that one that one little space. I mean, what what a what a vast, unbelievably amazing universe we live in. And and that that so, so the, taking joy in that and and and, and mystery and and humility from that is it, it, very related to, to the religious experience. And um, I, I think it's, it's tragic that. That mm-hmm. science and religion often are at war with each other in our culture, because because they they they're, 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 they need each other. The one can inform the other. Science without without a, a, a sort of spiritual sense or, or a spirit mm-hmm. to it, it's mm-hmm. very dangerous and very cold and lose its humanity. Right. Science, science needs religion in that sense, but but religion that, that closes itself off. To, to 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 the wonders of this of science and the mystery that science I mean, and it's not just the galaxies it's molecules it's inside our bodies I mean, what right. is, it's atoms and mo- you know it goes both directions I mean what science has, has opened our eyes to is is amazing and and uh, I think it behooves all religious people to to, to learn about it so true so, anyway so I, true. I, I don't find I, personally I don't find it to be to be a particular problem but uh, I, I love both you know so. <laughs> Wonderful. What would you like for your readers to gain from reading "I Give My Rice"? Gosh, uh, you know, just 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 to be fed a little bit and to have their eyes open to things, and um, and uh, that's about it. I mean, to to to, to find meaning in it, and and um, and uh, some some degree of nourishment. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it, Johnny. Nothing beyond that. Where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about you, and keep up with your latest happenings? It's, 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 uh, it's, it's you can find it on Amazon, uh, and uh, that's the main place where you, where it's available. And uh, and um, yeah, I guess there's a few other places too, but Amazon is, is the main main site. You just type in "I give my eyes" and you'll go right there. Wonderful. What advice would you like to give to young artists starting out in their careers? Well, gosh. Uh, um, Advice to young artists. Uh, you know, I would say do a make sure you're. When I say make sure, feel deeply that you're called to the task. That, that it's something you can't live without, because it's a hard it's a hard road. It, it, it's 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 full of sacrifices and, and poverty often, and you know and and uh, difficulties. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, and um, it helps to have other skills too. You know, <laughs> find a, find a skill that you can you can make an income from of some kind. It also gives you it gives you time to to pursue your creativity. That's important, also. And uh, but also, you know, um, be, be 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 prepared to be patient. Uh, the, the, it's a long haul. You, people people want to have you know a meteoric success in their twenties, and 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 then another advice would be be careful how you define success. Success is not necessarily just making you know, big sales and. Getting in a New York gallery or whatever, my, 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 you know, success is a much deeper and more mysterious thing. Uh, and and, and if, you're, if you're truly committed to being an artist, you need to wrestle with with that idea of, of what what is what is really a successful work of art. Is, is it 
how, how do you measure that and how, for your own for your own uh, own within your own universe mm-hmm. um, those those are a few things um i i i would not encourage it but but it, but if you if you're called to it dive in because it's great it's there's nothing it's it's wonderful i i i have such such ecstatic experiences with creativity i can't tell you but 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 that's just how i'm wired you know so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway fascinating as we close the show since our show is about people family and living life what would you like to share as a recipe for living with our listeners this morning okay i thought about this question and my my, my recipe is first of all Learn learn as many other recipes as you can. You know, uh, in other words, uh, um, you know, that's that's how it worked for me. I I learned I learned about about um, you know compo- com- Walt Whitman and, and Rembrandt and uh, absorb other people's recipes, other other people's ways of doing things, and then forget about them and and, and find your own recipe because there's no recipe in my for me in my universe. There, there's no outside recipe. One has to take one's own path. Through this 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 jungle, in a sense, this 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 minefield, and, and no no one can do it for you. There are people who can help and who who can offer you as examples. But in the end, we each have to have to have to make our own journey through life, and that takes sometimes that that's a solitary journey, sometimes it's a painful journey, and sometimes it's unrewarding. And but 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 it's worth the effort. It really is because. Um, because what, what, what results from it is, is, is a kind of mature person who's, who's themselves. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're not living, they're living their own life, not, not someone else's life. So I, I, I mean, that might be an unorthodox answer to your question, but that, that's how I've lived my life anyway. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Brian, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from my mama's kitchen talk radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, June 5th. My guest will be Michael Edward Bradford. He is an international intuitive healer, business mentor, and the author of the international best-selling book, The Healing Energy of Your Hands. Michael and I will be having a conversation about his latest release, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed week. Brian, it has been a true pleasure Thank you again, and have a blessed day, sir. Thank you, Johnny. It's a great, great pleasure for, for me as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. me that her granddaughter john are you listening to me of course i am mom well then why are you on your phone ignoring your poor mother who only loves you and wants to spend time with you (laughs) i was doing some banking on the wells fargo mobile app and i got carried away pay your bills done check your balances done deposit checks done even send and receive money are you updating your status right now with the wells fargo mobile app it's easy to get banking done learn more at wellsfargo.com slash get banking done wells fargo bank na member fdic And then she told me that her granddaughter... John, are you listening to me? Of course I am, Mom. Well, then why are you on your phone, ignoring your poor mother who only loves you and wants to spend time with you? (laughs) I was doing some banking on the Wells Fargo mobile app, and I got carried away. Pay your bills? Done. Check your balances? Done. Deposit checks? Done. 
Even send and receive money? Do, are you updating your status right now? Hmm? With the Wells Fargo mobile app, it's easy to get banking done. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash getbankingdone. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC.